Hey everyone, my name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit, and this is Reckless on the Road. We are sitting in our RV. You can hear Doppler shaking around in the background because he's decided to wake up right when we record. Of course, always. And today we are just taking a few minutes to ask Elaine some questions because Elaine decided to abandon everything recklessly abandon all of what she's put six years of her life into and has decided to change directions. So Elaine, tell us a little about what you're changing directions from for those who listen to The Reckless Pursuit and don't listen to your podcast or follow along with you. And let's just talk about what you're changing to. Yeah, so originally, the prodigal daughter has been something that I've poured my heart into over the last six years, like you mentioned. It's um, just back in 2014, I started the prodigal daughter because honestly, that scripture about the prodigal son had come up literally like 10 different times from 10 different people. Um, 2014 was a very pivotal year for me. And there was just a lot of things about finding myself coming back home to myself that I was like, hey, you know, what? I really feel like God is leading me to create the prodigal daughter. And so I changed my website, I think a couple months after I decided I was going to name it the prodigal daughter. Um, we actually met mm-hmm. and uh, you helped me set up my website for it. And I had been blogging as the prodigal daughter um, ever since then. And actually last year, last November, I started the podcast and a Facebook community all under the same name. And uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I just really felt in my spirit that I needed to retire the prodigal daughter. And honestly, this has been a decision that I've been needing to make for the past two years, but have just kind of, I don't know, I didn't really know, I guess two years ago, whenever I first had thoughts of changing it, changing the name, changing the brand, changing the identity of it. I didn't really know if that was like a God thing, or I've just honestly just been fighting myself the past two years over whether or not I should change it, or just keep pressing into it, or re- do it all as a whole. And I just kind of came to the conclusion about two weeks ago that it's done. So there's a lot in a name. And so just to kind of clarify, uh, I don't really think your mission has necessarily changed all that much. Is that true? Yeah, not really. But there's something holding you back about the name. Mm-hmm. And to be very more, like even more specific, there's another large um, blogger. She's not a podcast. She's a blogger who shares a similar name. Uh, who acquired it after you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, like, kind of builds this platform around a name that you had already used. And it's not worth the legal struggle. It's not worth all mm-hmm. of that anyway when you're already kind of deciding if you're going to change or not. And this girl is um, a very, like, I don't know her personally, but she, yeah. she posts things that are more fundamental, um, a little more, I guess, uh, hyper-conservative Christian kind of views. And with a name like the Prodigal Daughter, it kind of makes sense. I mm-hmm. mean, if we're, if we're being honest. There is religious overtones behind it. Yeah. And so uh, with what we do now and what Elaine has a heart for now, it only makes sense to change a name. And it reminds me of so many people through the Bible who had name changes. And we can kind of mm-hmm. use that as as maybe a catalyst for what this episode is going to entail. 
Uh, I think a lot of times names can put us in a place where we are held back by feeling like we have to adhere toward what our name was, right? You look at things like uh, rebrandings that companies mm-hmm. do. Well, why do they rebrand? Well, one, it's to re-identify so people have a clear image of what the company is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a lot of times it is just a fresh start to breathe new life into something. And even more so, it, cha- it, it kind of represents the pivot when things pivot, which you've kind of done already as you started your podcast and stuff, and now you're just kind of matching it. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it helps to get you, uh, whether that be the, the business owner or the podcast host or the blogger, whatever it is, maybe it's just in your relationship with God, whatever it is, a, a name change can quite literally help you to reform or to push past what's been holding you back. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that, Elaine. I know you felt a little held back with the prodigal Mm -hmm. daughter. daughter. Why was that? And uh, why do you think that, why do you think you felt held back? And how do you think this is going to help with that? Well, honestly, I'm just going to go ahead and say the name of the rebrand is Spirituality Untamed. And so when you go from the prodigal daughter to spirituality untamed, it sounds like it's this huge like shift movement mindset. Everything is whatever. And there is some truth to that. There is a refocus. There is a rebrand, revision, all of that stuff. But I feel like, well, honestly, names are important. And it's interesting because I have a whole, like, so I'm currently writing a a Mm. book. I don't know if our listeners know that, but I'm currently writing a book and it's about moving mountains, moving the mountains in your lives. And the whole first section, uh, first part of the book is um, name it, mm-hmm. naming your mountains. And so all those chapters are about the importance of naming your mountains, naming the things before you, and how whenever you are able to name things, it gives um, a responsibility to it, gives ownership to it. And what's interesting is I actually have a chapter about how we misname our mountains, how we think it's one thing, but actually digging deeper, it's something else. And so I feel like that's really the transition of the prodigal daughter going into spirituality untamed because six years ago, whenever I started the brand behind the prodigal daughter, it was more of like a ministry for women and I still have a heart for women that, like, the podcast, the brain, all that, it's still going to be around women. But six years ago, I really resonated with the name, The Prodigal Daughter. Like I, I had mentioned, it was a coming home back to myself. It was understanding who I am and my confidence and my identity in Christ and all of that. And I feel like that was great for the, four, for the first four years. Mm-hmm. But two years ago, I slowly started having this thing of like, I think I'm holding myself back from this name because I feel like I'm not able to step into my full potential, which is honestly why I started the podcast last year was because I felt that if I have these feelings, then there must be other women feeling that they aren't reaching their full potential. And so I thought, well, I'll start a podcast. And maybe that's that thing that was trying to get me digging deeper. And the more I 
thought about it, the more I leaned into it. it. I just kept feeling this resistance because I loved the original mission and the vision for it. And it really spoke to me at the time. But after digging deeper into that greater potential and after leaning even more into it, I just felt like I kept fighting myself. And I think because of the, like, it's a very biblical name. It's a very religious name. Mm, yeah. Part, yeah. Because everyone, you know, people who read the Bible know about yeah, the prodigal son. Yeah, anyone who's in church, anyone who knows yeah. that story. So they know about the prodigal son. They know all of that. And so I feel like with the Reckless Pursuit, a lot of people had this vision of the prodigal daughter that wasn't the vision I had for it. And with the reckless pursuit of like digging deeper, asking the questions and digging into um, spirituality and digging into deeper questions and all of that, that's more of what I wanted to lean into. But people, I don't know if it wasn't that people were taking me seriously or the idea and the vision behind the prodigal daughter is what other people wanted it to be and not what I originally had intended for it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of how I talked, how I wrote, what certain things that I talked about on the podcast, on the prodigal daughter podcast, kind of felt like I was trying to fit into this religious box or fit into this biblical box and that I kind of felt trapped in. For something that once brought me joy and freedom and opportunity became the opposite. Yeah. It became a box. It became something that was holding me back. And recently, uh, what really transitioned me into, I guess, abandoning it or retiring that season of my life is because of the other person who has mm-hmm. a similar name. With my Facebook community specifically, a lot of people were thinking that I was her. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the conversations or a lot of the misconceptions of me and what what my version of the prodigal daughter was, was being held to somebody else. And I don't, I don't fault the other girl if, if Mm -hmm. that is, you know, her brain, if that's her community, all of that stuff. So this isn't anything against her, but a lot of people were confusing me with her and a lot of people weren't getting the idea of what I was trying to make or force Mm -hmm. their prodigal daughter to be. Yeah. And so I think that's just, that's kind of the, the, I guess the thesis of this episode is so many times we try to hold on to things because we have invested a lot of time, effort, energy. We have poured our heart into things you know i mean this can go for relationships this can go for how we have once believed this can go for something like a podcast or it can go uh, there's a lot of different ways i mean like literally everyone mindset is such an amazing thing and we can get trapped by this one perspective because whether we like it or not the words we use to define things define things Mm -hmm. for us in our mind it's kind of like uh, so many of us who have been through deconstruction have had to deconstruct the idea of God as just a he. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's That's a word we use. And sure, the Bible uses he kind of interchangeably. It's not really meaning he. It's just what they use because it was a you know a patriarchal society. But to us, who what like whenever he means to us, literally male, man, flesh, man, it's very hard for us to be able to see God as a mother figure or as a creator even, or as an infinite being. 
it does great for the one the one mentality but we have to go beyond that and i think that's it is uh you know saul had to grow beyond saul he grew into paul and i and i don't want to say he just changed because it wasn't just a change it was mm-hmm. a growth saul had to hate christians before he could love christians and become paul you know jacob had to wrestle with god to become israel and and birth you know the the entire nation uh there's all these instances all the different names of god because they literally mean different uh aspects of the creator and kind of like what elaine was saying is she had the prodigal daughter, but everything she was posting on Facebook, according to the conversation, I'm not trying to put mm-hmm. words in your mouth, but like everything you were posting, everything you were saying, you inadvertently or advertently or like out of obligation filtered it through the, this spiritual lens, uh, or I or guess religious, religious lens, lens, yeah, of the prodigal son's story where you felt you were starting to feel like an imposter mm-hmm. because that wasn't who you are. Does that mean that wasn't your story at one point in life? No. But you've grown beyond that and it no longer serves you. And as people going through deconstruction, we have to continue to remember that. We've done that already in a lot of things. But even these new beliefs, sometimes we have to circle back. Sometimes we have to explore and we have to give ourselves the ability to take on new definitions to things uh, so we can better understand them and so we can adequately position ourselves within our faith, within our belief system to help not only define it to others, but define where we are to ourselves. Uh, Because so many times, like think about playing church, right? We were able to use those churchy words so many times to to pretend like like we know what we're talking about, uh, you know, or to pretend like we're ultra spirituals, right? So we can fit in with the church crowd. Well, ultimately, you start filtering your lens of yourself through those perspectives. Mm -hmm. And you get tired of it. You get burnt out because you're not living up to your true potential. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just felt like there was no longer this growth that I was, like, trying to force growth. And growth isn't forceful. It just happens. Like, it, it, it's just something that everyone goes through in some capacity or another. And I just feel like where I was and where I am, the prodigal daughter, for me, there is no growth. Yeah. There is no digging deeper. I have reached max capacity. I've reached the greatest potential of the prodigal daughter and what that was for me. Well, and every name is just a container to contain how we understand something, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so if you look at containers like skyscrapers or buildings, the prodigal daughter may have been 10 stories high or six years Mm -hmm. high for, you know, for that usage. That's great and fine and dandy, and now you're at the top of that, but what's next? Well, you move on to the next building. You know, you take the skywalk over and Mm -hmm. you hit the next building, and that may go up 10 stories for all we know, and then you may have to switch again. It's all a progression. You know, another way to say it is if you, you know, if the prodigal daughter had six gallons of gas, six years worth of fuel to get you further down your spiritual journey— well, now you're having your, you know, that car has served its purpose, mm-hmm. but it's older. It's more wore out. It's starting to have problems. It's starting to become a burden. So what do you do? Well, it's time to allow someone else to have that vehicle who is where maybe you were or you has, get more mileage out of it. Right. And that could be this other girl that mm-hmm. has the name, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Like you're handing that off 
It's like you're handing stepping a mantle, out of the way. Handing them a mantle. Or it the... is. And you don't even know this woman. Yeah. You know, you didn't give her anything. Well, and she... it's not, I'm not giving her my website or like, I'm not giving her all of my right. old content or anything. Like I still own and have created all of this stuff for me. So it's not like, okay, well I'm done with this. Here you go. She just so happened to have the same name, but everything that I have built over the six, over the past six years, that that's still me. That's still part of my journey. Mm-hmm. But it's time that I keep going in my journey. And the prodigal daughter for me just is no longer that. Right. And and so it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, there's someone else with your name or whatever. So you've gone so far. Now you're kind of stuck in the mud. Well, you've got to do some sideways movement to get out of the rut to move forward and let her continue down that path. And maybe she's more op- like maybe she has the the ability, the mindset, whatever it is to continue to carry that name on to serve the people it needs to serve or mm-hmm. her audience or whatever. But the biggest thing, it doesn't even matter. That's a, that's beside the point. This is a time for you to grow into something new and to mm-hmm. give a new container to begin to explore your new calling or your continued or your uh, progressed calling mm-hmm. or purpose or whatever you want to call it. Well, and the thing is, I don't own the name, the prodigal daughter. I can't own that. That That's part of, like, the Bible or whatever. Like, well, I understand. Well, it's not, but... Well, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I can't really own that. That That's not really mine. Like, that's kind of like an identity that, like, many different women can right. have. But with Spirituality Untamed, this is me stepping into the place of... Well, my own spirituality is mine. Nobody can take that from me. It is free and wild and untamed. And my spiritual giftings, my spiritual liberation, my divine affirmations, how I am viewed by God, how I view God, my relationship with God is mine. Nobody can take that. Nobody can own that. That's not a title that can be owned to like that just is creation. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Uh, I think everyone who knows you probably knows the purpose of your show. It's the same. If anyone already listens to your podcast, it's the same. It's for women. It's to help, uh, you know, with the meditative state of focusing on Christ is to help, you know, positive mindset, spiritual growth, you know, Mm -hmm. affirmations, all these kind of things. So that's still your mission. That hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a new container to be able to go into that deeper. So that's all fine and dandy, but specifically as you have changed, what ways have you felt your mindset, your mindset shift? I'll get it right. Yeah. Your mindset. I can't speak. <laughs> mindset shift. Yes. Since you have um, opted to begin the process of transitioning from the prodigal daughter to spirituality untamed. And what do you hope to get out of it? Well, f- honestly, it's less goal setting. So the vision that I originally had uh, for the prodigal daughter, specifically for the podcast a year ago, was the three core values, mindset, meditation, and manifestation. But those didn't really fit the name, the prodigal daughter. Right. And what I wanted the brand and the identity to be was those three things, tapping into mindset practices, tapping into different meditative states, like you were saying, tapping into the literal manifestation of creating the life that you want to live and stepping into that calling that God has on your life. But what it kind of came down to the creation side of things was, okay, how to set goals for yourself, how Mm -hmm. to 
whatever. And honestly, goal setting is important. Like I'm still a firm believer in that, but that was really all I was talking about. All I was talking about was, okay, well, you know, time management and how to do this better or whatever. And that's, that's fine that there's nothing wrong with that, but that was never the original mission or the original intention behind the prodigal daughter, but that's what it became. And so for now, it's less about goal setting and more of just that spiritual liberation and being able to find your unique giftings and how you love God and how you love yourself and how you love others. So different spiritual practices. For some people, they feel closest to God. They feel more connected to people through music or writing. For me, it's writing and journaling and creative expression. For some people, their spiritual practice is running and exercise, and that's where they feel God or nature and all of these things, exploring these out-of-the-box things. And I realized that in order to create the community, because originally I wanted it to be a community of women, I had a Facebook group and all that, but Spirituality Untamed is I'm actually going to be interviewing other women, Mm -hmm. too. And so the the original idea a year ago, a few years ago, was to build this strong community of women who can come together and say, hey, like, this is my spiritual practice, or what can we learn from each other? And it just kind of stopped at that, at the prodigal daughter. I I don't really feel like people, I, I think that people saw two different versions of what that meant and didn't really know what to do with it. But for me, spirituality untamed lets you tap into those greater things, lets you say, okay, yeah, goal setting is important, but what is my spiritual practice that gets me to that level? How do I rise up? How do I level up? How do I feel even more deeply connected to the world around me? And that's really where I'm at because that's what I'm doing, like Mm -hmm. what I'm going through is I'm not necessarily working on my goals and goal setting. And I, again, like I do believe that that's important, but if there's anything that 2020 has taught us is that you can plan for, you know, all the things, but life happens and things do happen. And sometimes your goals have to be set on the back burner. And whenever a year ago I was preparing for the Prodigal Daughter podcast, I was, I think my intro said something about like, your dreams don't need to be on the back burner. Your goals don't need to be on the back burner. It's time to ignite the flame and step into that. And now I'm kind of thinking, well, sometimes goals do have to be on the back burner. It's not always a bad thing to set aside these tangible things if you are in the place of exploring the internal things. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. So to kind of wrap this conversation up, if someone out there listening is like, hey, I'm really struggling with a name. And maybe that's a physical name, a tangible name. Maybe that's more of just a a theoretical name of like, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, a An mindset identity. that I've been holding on. I didn't have been holding on to, and it's time for me to grow past that. What what little tidbit of advice do you have um, to just kind of help someone transition from one identity or one name to another? Lean into it. Just tap into that greaterness within you, or the greater. I'm not explain that, but. Honestly, just like lean into that and 
and find what brings you joy, find what brings you life, speaks life into you. And when you lean into those things, sometimes you realize like you don't have to have a name to define where you're at. Mm -hmm. There is validation in a name, but you can still explore things. You can still learn more about God and learn more about yourself and learn more about other people, even if you don't have a name for it. And just exploring what that looks like, because we're all unique in that. We're not, there's not a one size fits all. We're not all going to do the same spiritual practices. We're not all going to believe the same thing. We're not all going to, not everything works for everyone. And so just find what works for you. And that's the epitome of pushing into God, too. Mm -hmm. You're leaning into God when you're leaning into uh, the unknown, when you're leaning into the growth and all Mm -hmm. of that. I mean, like we said, God loves a good name change, whether that be literal or metaphorical. So that being said, everyone, uh, go and show Elaine some love. Her stuff is geared toward women, but she has amazing blog posts that I think everyone will get something out of. You can go to theprodigaldaughter.com, all one word, and that's transitioning. But no matter what, that will forward to her new website, spiritualityuntamed.com. Um, once pretty much everything's just migrating over mm-hmm. there, we're in the process of working on that. So it's we're still in the process of that. So if you go to theprodigaldaughter.com, or if you even go to therecklesspursuit.com and click it up in the top left corner, is a link to her website as well for that. Go ahead. And the first episode of Spirituality Untamed is releasing next week. Yes. So it's all coming down the pipeline. And as always, if you want to connect with us, you can head over to uh, the link in the show notes and go to Nomad, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions. We would love to have you there. And with that being said, we're going to get back to you doing our camping thing here at Reckless on the Road, the Reckless Pursuit. So Uh, We love you guys, and as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.